Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. All right, guys, we're going to talk about family. And I went to my OB appointment to tie the tubes. I'm 30 kind of figure out how to, to navigate being done with kids and found out we're having another. So surprise episode. <laughs> Let's talk about family. <laughs> you walked in to have your tubes tied and walked out the opposite. Yeah, I was, we were discussing family planning of like, I have three. I never wanted kids. Like it's crazy because like growing up, I never was that girl to think about wedding. I never had a folder of what, you know, pictures of what my dress was going to look like. I don't pin things on Pinterest about wedding and marriage. Mm -hmm. And here I am, 10-year relationship, three kids, one on the way. I'm going to be a mom of four. <laughs> wow. So that's, that's, a, that's a great place to start. So let's look back. For me, when I was younger, I actually wanted to have kids by the time I was like 24, 25. Like my dad was had me when he was 40, and he was super active. But I always had this like, oh, he's older. And I was like, I want to be a young dad so I can like play sports with my kids and just be able to have that fun and not feel like, oh, my knees are bad or anything like that. Yeah. And after some maybe getting my heart broke, I would say getting my heart broken in, in my early twenties, all of a sudden my whole view changed where I was like, I shut it all down. I was like, I'm not going to let people get close to me. I'm going to keep kind of held back, which then had me be like, I don't want a family. And that went on until I was like in my early thirties when I was with my ex fiance and she really wanted kids. And I had to really get myself like to think about, do I want this? Do I not want this? And I mean, now I'm 38, and if you told me I was having, if you know, if you told me to, tomorrow I was gonna be having a child, not me personally, I can't produce a child all on my own. But if uh, I would be like, cool, let's go. Like I at the, the I'm probably at the first time in my life that I feel like I'm actually re like ready. Where those other times were like, oh, I want it, I don't want it. Like I had to like almost psych myself up or talk myself up or down. Now I'm kind of like. Yeah, all right. I could I can I can like step my game up and handle the responsibilities and be less selfish and be in integrity with who I want to be as a man and a father. But it took it took some intense relationships that didn't work to get me to this place to learn a lot about myself to get there. And I think I think it was um one of my friends said this one day. They were like, you know, life is essentially pointless. Like, we don't know why we're here. We don't know where we're going. Essentially, all the stuff we're doing, you better enjoy what you're doing because you don't get a prize for any of it. And they were like, I wonder if that's why people want to have kids because it gives them such a purpose. You know, like your business can give you a purpose, but it's not the same. It's not a living thing like a human being. And, and I can see that, you know, and if I don't have kids, I'll be okay with that too. But for the first time, I'm like, yeah, I could see, I could see why somebody would really want them. And understand you yourself being an old dad. <laughs> I guess I'd be an old dad now, right? Um, I mean, nobody ever thinks I'm 38, but yeah, I'd be an old dad if I had a kid now. I'd be just like my dad. <laughs> what about you, London? Well, there's something very special about being a parent. You know, I don't have kids, but I was, you know, kind of thrusted in a situation where I kind of had to take on a role of 
of looking out for my sister. And when the decisions you make affect somebody else, your life changes forever. And it is the most beautiful thing. And the best moments of my life, the proudest moments, the moments that I remember the most that are positive are when my sisters have succeeded, when my sisters have done something amazing. You know, our mom passing away, her graduating from high school, her, my sister going through a divorce at 23, 24 and going into the army, scared as hell. And then being the baddest bitch in the army and getting all these awards and having the highest PT score. Like that's my girl, man. And I know Brie can relate to that. Like there is something so powerful when you love something. I can't imagine it coming from you. Like you created this, you carried it for nine months, you know, let alone the love I have for my sister. I can't imagine what it's like to really have your own kids. And a big fear that I have, I guess I'm a little late on the fear topic, but another fear that I have um, is not being a good father. Oh, well, wouldn't you be a great father because you saw the pain your parents put you through on purpose accidentally? Um, and then you rate, help raise your sister. You'd probably be a great father. Well, I thought my dad was a great dad. He ended up being a shitty one in the end. And again, hopefully down the road, I'm going to find him and talk to him about that. But that is something that scares me to death that maybe all the stuff that I've been through, I won't rise above and be a good man or a good father. I'll be the same or maybe even worse. You know, I, uh, I had a pregnancy scare uh, about a year ago. Um, I jumped like I, it was one of the greatest moments I had in my life. And then, (laughs) and then I get a phone call like, Hey, I'm late, you know, and, uh, she jumped the gun big time, but she, it's understandable. And it scared me to death. I wanted to puke. I had this, like, my stomach was in my throat. I wanted to literally, I wanted to jump off a building because I was not in love with this girl. I, we casually dated. It was a fun thing. It was a mutual fun thing. We're both adults. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, We practice safe sex. But again, she was concerned. So it made me concerned. And I'm like, holy shit, I am not ready for this at all at all. I don't even love the girl. And and I was so embarrassed. I thought about all the good and the bad, mostly the bad of what this would be like. Of Oh, I'm going to try to raise this kid. And then we had the conversation of abortion and all this crazy stuff. And it was just, it was terrifying. And uh, lo and behold, I do not have a kid, folks. It's all good. She just jumped the gun. But uh, to let you in on my life, um, it's very scary. And um, I'd like to think one day um, I'll be fortunate enough to fall in love with an amazing woman and have a great partnership that we can work on and have leave a legacy behind and have a little London junior, but I'm not ready for it. I'm not going to force it um, one step at a time. Um, But uh, a big fear I have is not being a good father. It's interesting you say that because Aaron, you know, I wish he was like in the room, but he, when we got pregnant with our first, him and I were not together. We had casually dated. Neither one of us wanted marriage. So we had kind of decided that we were going to, part ways I was gonna we're in Iowa I was gonna move to Florida and then like two weeks after that that split that break or whatever you want to call it we worked together so we saw each other every day but we just like worked together and bought my plane ticket to Florida found out I was pregnant so here we are you know not even like sure if we were each other's person and he comes from a place with a broken home of his parents splitting and and his dad not being there for him. And that was a huge thing for him was saying, when I become a father, I will never be my dad. I'll never abandon my kids. So that actually has been a huge thing in our relationship of, I don't want you to be with me because you have a point to prove to be a good father and not leave me. 
I don't want you to be here for the kids and be with me because of the kids. And so that's been a huge, like, obstacle we've had to overcome is that I trust that he's in this relationship to be with me, that he cares about me, that he wants to be with me, that he likes me, not just because he has a a point to prove of showing he's better than his dad, right? Like, that's definitely a topic that we talk about all the time. That is, that's very powerful. Um, When was the moment or the point that you let your guard down and you believed him and it was like, hey, I love you and the kids. I'm not just trying to prove a point to my shitty childhood. You know, I think when we had our first daughter, there was a year when she was born that I said, please don't propose. Like, because out of respect of like us figuring this out, we never like moved in together. The second I found out we, you know, I got a house and he eventually, like, I think I was eight months pregnant was like, Hey, maybe I should live with you. So it's easier to take care of this baby together. We're like, Oh, okay. Like that sounds good. I think a year in, we had still been having those conversations of how do we navigate parent? Like neither one of us were really quote ready for being parents. It just so happened. And we decided to keep her and it's been amazing. But a couple years in, we had probably one of the most trying times in our relationship where we were separated with, with personal choices that really caused hurt in our relationship. And through that, we ended up pregnant with our second and with him sticking by me and me choosing him just in that really rough patch with our second, I saw that he wasn't just picking an easy road because the easy road would have been split and share the kids. But the easy road was picking one another through a really hard situation where we had both caused a lot of hurt that was brought to the surface in our own relationship. So through that second pregnancy really came to like the surface of he's in this to get like we're in this not because we have kids. We're in this because we are going to pick each other day in and day out, even when it gets really shitty. And so that's when I was able to let my guard down of I trust you. You know, I've been in shitty relationships before. I've been in abusive relationships before. So I was able to see this isn't a mind game. You're not convincing me to stay. You know, it would be easier for you to walk away. It'd be easier for me to get a condo. Like, so I think that, you know, several years after having our first and then having our second, it took years of like, okay, he's here for me and the kids. Yeah. So I got one for Alex because I want to hear your voice. Did you haven't talked in a second? (laughs) What do you got for me? Segway. So what do you do to not bring up your past bullshit in a relationship, Alex? Because you've been <laughs> scarred, man. You've been hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, it, 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 it's, it hurts us. And I know for a lot of women these days, this empowerment pro movement for women, and I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong, ladies. But it all at the same time, you're just like, men suck, men this, and I'm going to be okay being alone with my dog. Do you really want your life to end up that way? I, if you really think you're going to be happy that way, that's cool. But you breathe. You understand what I'm saying? Not trying to be disrespectful, ladies. Yeah. Alex, uh, talk to me. I don't know. I don't know what the question was, but yeah. um, I'm just like sitting here. How many women are listening to this being like, I don't like this man right now. I don't think but, I like the Greek, the Greek yeah, guy. Yeah. No, no, it's true though, man. And men do it too. But like not every dude's a shitty dude. And you're the one that's picking these guys over and over. So yeah. look yourself in the mirror. You You know, know, like uh, your dad's a good guy. Your brother's a good guy. uh, But like, how do you not let that past affect your future, Alex? Yeah, I'm going to, I'll share something. I'll share something with you guys right now that I just did like this week. So I, um, I did a, uh, a a coaching session 
essentially I have a I have a cousin who does lots of women's leadership work but most of her work is in the spiritual realm it's it's very like out in nature um it's I I, I want to say she's a shaman I don't know how to describe it any different but we did a session together cuz I had I felt like there was negative energy and energy floating around in my space from past relationships that I like felt like I just couldn't let go of the energy of it. And so we did this session and we actually ended up not talking about that at all. But what we talked about a lot was we got to like my inner child. We started talking about little Alex and realizing how afraid little Alex was when he was for most of his young life and how I never acknowledged it as an adult or even then because the things that I was afraid of weren't like, you know, I wasn't getting beaten or raped or molested, but I was a scared little kid. And I always made it like, oh, my problems aren't good enough to be problems. So I just brushed them aside. Whereas like, that's only in comparison. I never like gave myself that love that I needed to actually be with what was going on. And the conversation became like a conversation about forgiveness and what I realized in the conversation that connects to what you're saying is, for most of my life, I surrounded myself with men that made me feel not good enough. So men that were smarter than me, men that were more athletic than me, men that made more money than me for most of my life. And then it always made me feel good enough. And then I dated women that that there was a like a almost like a conversation about them not being whole or they were like incomplete or that I was like there to fix them. So it was like men made me feel like shit. So this is all subconscious, right? I'm not doing this consciously. Men made me feel shitty and not enough. And women were the place that I would go heal. But the place, the way that I would heal would be to heal them. And seeing this, I was like, fuck, man, I can look not every relationship, but I can see, I can see relationship patterns that I was there to fix them. And actually, they were a mirror because I should have been fixing myself. And doesn't change that I that I didn't that I love them or that I cared about them. But that's what's going on subconsciously, and I think that's a thing that a lot of us aren't seeing or talking about. Is human beings are mirrors for us. If you see a problem in your partner, flip that flip that around and look at yourself and see that same thing. If you think you know there's um. You're, you're trying to, you're lonely, you see loneliness or unhappiness, flip it around. Like, look at, use the people that are in our lives as mirrors and, and look back at yourself versus having it focused on them. I don't know if I answered your question. Is it weird to see like your exes or not see them like your past relationships and go, okay, I was engaged. Like, I'm, was there like thoughts of like, I'm going to have kids with this person. Like I'm obsessed with this person. Like I, I see that picture and then, like, weird to be like, okay, that's not the person. And you said you're in a place of, like, okay, if, you know, I find the person and we have a kid, like, I feel like in a good place for that. Is it weird to be like, I thought it was going to be that person? Or are you, like, so moved on and, and closed from that relationship of, like, I've had my peace with it. I know that it's something with somebody else. Oh, man. Um, mm. So you're engaged, you know, like that's a, that's a huge deal where you're, yeah. you're talking about that stuff. You know, I actually think, I actually think the relation, I had a relationship after my engagement that I think I actually thought I would, I would be with her forever more, even more so than the engagement. And it's not, it's weird to compare. I don't want to like make it like that because yeah. I've dated the most incredible. I have literally been with the most incredible women who I have so much respect for, whether I talk to them or not to this day. Um, 
But uh, the thing that I'm, when you ask that question, no, I think that's why I did that session because there's parts of, especially the past relationship that I, I saw like a really clear future and I had feelings that were more powerful than I'd ever had. And I was like, this is what's going to be. And I had got, I was like, oh, I can see kids with this person. I can see a life with like talking about buying houses. And, and so no, even now that it's done and it didn't work, there's, there's things that linger about it. You know, that's why I think, and I don't think that, I think this is important to say, I don't think that there's this thing of like, oh, you have to like get over this thing to move on. I don't think you do. There's no rule handbook on how to do this. It's all being made up. I know that for me, you can heal while you're moving forward. You can let go of things while you're moving forward. So um, I'm just thinking, uh, I think that it does sit. Some of them do sit. And, you know, they say there's a term in psychology where they say it takes you the length when somebody dies it takes you half the length that you knew them to like get o- to like get okay with that or even in relationships if you date if you're with somebody for 5 years it could take you two and a half years to get over them i don't know right somebody's making that up too but i do think that things can like stick around you know we you exchange when you love somebody and you're in a powerful relationship with somebody i think you connect on levels beyond the human level like on a on an energetic you share energy and i don't think just cuz you relationship ends you walk away and that energy is just severed um and I think you notice that where if you're ever just sitting around and some, one of your exes pops into your mind out of, there's something there, like maybe they were thinking about you or something, but I just don't, I don't believe in the randomness of it. Um, we should continue this. We should make this a two-parter episode because I feel like there's a lot more and we have to wrap up because of time. And I feel like people that are listening are going to be like, wait, but we want to hear more. Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real, open, and honest conversations because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share this podcast with a friend and thanks for listening.